Welcome to another episode of the Dose of Leadership podcast, the show that brings you inspiring and educational interviews with today's most relevant and motivating leaders. Each episode is dedicated to highlight real-life leadership and influence experts who dedicate their lives to the pursuit of the truth, common sense, and courageous leadership. And now, here's your host, Richard Ryerson. Hey, welcome to Dose of Leadership. So happy you're tuning in the show. Got my old friend Devin Walker on the show. Devin's been on the show before. We had a couple of fireside chats a couple of years ago. You can check them out. Our earlier episodes where me and him just kind of riff on life, love, and leadership. And uh, he's a good friend. Uh, used to live here in my hometown, and now we moved to Vegas, but we still keep in touch. He's the definition of a serial entrepreneur. He's passionate about mentoring, coaching, and volunteering his time and resources to help small businesses, inventors, and entrepreneurs realize, realize their dreams. He's an extreme altruist, a philanthropist. In 2002, he conceived and launched PrintPop.com. It's a first-to-market internet company providing art prints to consumers through digital uploads. He's an active angel investor and has invested in or partnered in over two dozen startups. And he's brought many products from Idea to Market that have been licensed to various companies and has given his expertise and vision to companies as diverse as MTV, Warner Brothers, Harley-Davidson, and the public broadcasting system. He's got a new book out, and that's why he came on the show. It's called Gangsterpreneur, and I love the title. It gets your attention, and, and Devin peels back the curtain and reveals a unique and critical mindset of success, and he's highlighting the positive aspects of the gangster culture. So it's interesting, right? And he, but he focuses on how they can you know, use those powers for good, those attributes of loyalty, risk-taking, leadership, and even love. He shows us that the requirements to make it in the unforgiving world of entrepreneurship or life in general, you can use some of those gangster attributes for the positive. Again, it's using those forces for good instead of evil. Capturing the rebellious spirit of some of the world's most famous gangsters, the book is a must-read it's a great book for those of us who are looking to make a dent in the world and chart our own course. And I highly recommend that you check the book out. And I think you're going to enjoy this conversation with my good friend, Devin. All right, this show is brought to you by my Legacy Leader Blueprint course. You hear me talk about it all the time, but it's a perfect course to introduce, anyway, your team into the world of leadership to get that culture of leadership to plant those seeds. Check out doseofleadership.com. Click on the Legacy Leader Blueprint menu item. It's 20 videos broken up into four modules, five videos per module. And in between each module, you'll get live interaction coaching. Four one-and-a-half-hour sessions live with me where we cement some of the leadership attributes presented in the material. Leadership fundamentals, leading yourself, leading others, and advanced leadership topics. It's a perfect team-building exercise that does not disrupt your busy schedule does not break the bank. $350 a seat. You can learn more at doseofleadership.com and click on the Legacy Leader Blueprint menu item. All right. Thanks for being a fan of the show. And here's my great conversation with my good friend, Devin Walker. Well, Devin, it's so good to have you back on Dose of Leadership. Welcome back to the show, my friend. Good to hear from you. I'm glad to be talking to you from sunny Las Vegas. Yeah. You're no stranger to the show. You've been here a few times. A couple of years ago, we were recorded a couple fireside chats where we talked about life and leadership and love. And um, and I always get some good responses every now and then. Even just a few weeks ago, I got uh, an email talking about how they loved our fireside chats. So welcome back. It's, it's so good to hear from you. Thank you. Thank you. Glad to be back. 
you come back on the show because you wrote a new book. I mean, oh, a couple of years ago, you were talking about this with me about wanting to write this book, and it's finally out. It's called Gangsterpreneur, a very provocative and interesting title. So tell me about the genesis of the book. What what is it all about? Well, the Gangsterpreneur is it uh, finally out. It, it uh, took a little over a year and a half or so to get it written and uh, get it to the publisher and. Uh, out and, and, and finished and the artwork and stuff finished. Um, but it, you know, it's the convergence of a few different things that had happened in my life. Um, obviously, you know, entrepreneurship and o- entrepreneur very dear to my heart. And, you know, I spent many, many years, uh, mentoring, coaching, uh, doing basically doing anything I could consulting for, to help these entrepreneurs. Uh, start their businesses and and grow their businesses. And I've worked with probably over 150 or so businesses over the past several years. Um, So that that was the genesis, I guess, is that um, that's what I love doing. Um, Along those, uh, uh, along that journey, along that path, at one point, I was asked to um, speak out at uh, Lansing Prison, the the big prison in, uh, in Kansas, Lansing. And uh, I went out, and the uh, warden had the idea for me to speak about success. Um, he had seen me speak at a small business development center prior to this and uh, thought that I would connect with the guys, and, um, you know, and, and they, they take, they'd get a lot of takeaway from it. I'm younger and hipper, and, and, I, and I speak a lot more dynamically and, and, and talk right to them. I drop a lot of F-bombs. Uh, he just thought it would go over really well. So I went out to Lansing and uh, spoke for about an hour, hour and a half about success and about being success and, and what I what my path was to building uh, my company and and uh, how how great it was to be successful, I guess. And, you know, I did that probably three times. He had me come back a couple of other times over the course of oh about six months or so. Mm-hmm. And, um, oh, I don't know. It must have been about an hour after I left the uh, prison the last time, something just connected in my head. And I said, you know what? I, ca- I picked up the phone. I called the warden while I was driving home. And I, ca- I told him, I said, you know, it's one thing for me to go out there and just talk about me and how it doesn't suck to be me and how great success is. And he, you know, and he said, yeah, he said, dude, he said the, the, the inmates walk around the yard quoting you. And uh, I thought it was pretty funny, but I said, you know, the, the thing is, something tells me that what needs to happen here is these guys need to have access to me. They need to be able to ask questions. Um, and he said, yeah, well, what do you what do you have in mind? And I said, I don't know yet. I, I let me let me mold this around a little bit and get back to you. And by the time I, I had gotten home, I had the uh, pretty much everything in place. I mean, kind of it wasn't really a program. And I didn't really have, you know, a curriculum, but I called him back and I said, look, why don't we do this? Why don't I come out there on a semi-regular basis, uh, as often as my schedule will allow me to, and I will sit with about 10 to 15 guys and we will mentor these guys to become entrepreneurs when they get out. I'll walk them through the whole, the, the ID, ideation, you know, coming up with their ideas what marketing looks like, where to get funding, you know, all the nuts and bolts of being an entrepreneur. So that when they do walk out of those gates after their two-year, three-year, whatever it is, uh, time, that they've got a plan in hand, that 
someone has sat down with them and believed in them, you know, and said, yeah, that that's going to work. That's a good idea uh, because they don't have that and they've never had that. And that's why they're in the situation they're in. Uh, now, let me say that the guys that I've worked with, obviously it wouldn't do any good to work with people that are in, in there for life. Cause the, you know, it just serves no purpose. Uh, but these guys are guys that I sit with have less than two years left. Mm-hmm. And most of those people have done something stupid, really. That, that, that's the bottom line. They're not hardened criminals. They've just done dumb things. Right. That got- so is the idea behind Gangsterpreneur, what I'm hearing from you is that, okay, you, you wrote the book Gangsterpreneur, and I think the original idea was to take the attributes that we tend to see as negative of, of and you turn them into the positive, i.e. the loyalty of being in a gang, the ambition that is an undercurrent of being in a gang, uh, the associations that come from the back alleys, the, the, in, and in your mind, you can actually take those seemingly seedy aspects and you can kind of flip them on its head and say, hey, these are actually positive attributes that can help you run a successful business. Now you go into this prison and you talk to these guys and it resonates with them and, and maybe they're seeing their, um, I guess, seedy elements as a positive. Am I hitting that on the head? I mean, that's kind of what I'm hearing from you. You're close. Um, I'm, you jumped a little bit ahead. I hadn't written a book when I was going into the prisons yet. That was okay. part of the foundation of where the book came from. You know, I, I would see these guys and I would help them basically have a, a clearer path um, for a couple of reasons. You know, there, there, I, there were a couple of reasons I thought this was a good idea. Number one, they're just not going to get jobs, especially 10 years ago um, when they get out. They're, it's just, it's not going to happen. You know, it's hard enough for you and I to get jobs out here, let alone those guys. It's just not going to happen. So I thought, you know, turning them into entrepreneurs is going to be their, their way out, their ticket. Um, it's going to be the, basically the only thing they can do. Um, number two, and it might sound like a selfish reason, but they're going to get out and they're going to become our neighbors, my neighbor, your neighbor. And I would much, much rather my neighbor was pursuing a coffee shop or a landscaping business or whatever got him anything but what got him there on, in the first place. So those were some, the reasons. You know, and the other reason is I I am, a, as you know, you've known me for years now, um, not just an advocate or an ambassador. I am very passionate about entrepreneurship. You know, I, this country was built by entrepreneurs, whether it's J.P. Morgan or Cornelius Vanderbilt, uh, you know, whoever, whoever it was, Steve Jobs, go down the list. And I honestly believe that if we want to change society and change things and change the country, we need to create more entrepreneurs. And so these two things were converging at the same time. So along, so those things had happened. I hadn't written the book yet, and that, those things had happened. I started recognizing them. Then I had a pancreatic attack, and I was in the hospital for almost a month. While I was there... Because I, I don't watch TV, I don't have a, I don't have a cable TV or anything at my house. Um, but but while I was laying in a bed on on morphine, uh, I caught a lot of television, <laughs> and I, I had caught a show uh, where they highlighted different gangs each episode. Whether it was Hell's Angels, whether it was the Crips, whether it was Yakuza, whoever it was, different level gangs, Italian mafia, um, and they would go into 
everything about these gangs. And I'm, I would lay in my bed and I'd watch this, and I, re I recognized right away that every single thing that they were talking about were entrepreneurial traits, everything. The, uh, you know, whether it was marketing or branding or, you know, creating a brand, um, whether it was uh, product, uh, leadership, chain of command. I mean, all of these things were so entrepreneurial. Having been an entrepreneur my entire life, I recognized them right away. And I thought, you know, the only difference between those guys and me is I'm not going to go to jail because I'm not applying those skills in an illegal way. And I will probably live longer. So those three things all coming together, my, my experience with Lansing Prison, um, the, the television show that I had caught, and uh, my, my, my desire to create more entrepreneurs all coming together, uh, I just thought, you know what? I need to write a book. I, and I had been being, I'd been doing a lot of public speaking prior to that. And, uh, People have been asking me for a book. Do you have a book? Do you have a book? So everything kind of came together, and uh, that was the uh, the genesis, I guess, you know, of of gangstapreneur. I love it. It's 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 taking, um, and again, the the title gets people's attention. I suppose one could probably think, oh, you're trying to glamorize the gangster lifestyle, but you're saying, no, look, man, look, the only thing that separates us is I'm using my powers for good. You're using it for evil. And I think that's a, a great kind of perspective change, particularly for people who uh, all they've known is kind of using them for evil. And you say, all you need to do, man, is change your perspective, flip it on its head, and you can be a rock star in the real world, right? I mean, that's kind of how that's, I see it. That's exactly what, what the desire is. The, you know, everybody that writes a book, you kind of have a hope of what it's going to do and, and who it's going to reach. And, you know, I, 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 I have two audiences that I want this book to reach. It's, it's to, the, to the people that only see darkness around them and don't realize that they actually do possess the skills, whether it's the kids or whether it's the guys that are, I've been doing it for a couple of years, a uh, few years, however long, um, that can, we can turn a light bulb on it. They can see that they actually have legit skills that can create sustainable success, that can, can change their lives. Um, and on the other side of that, I'm hoping that people like me and like you will start to be able to recognize that these guys aren't throwaways. Right. You know, that, they're, that they actually can be hired, that they actually can have the skills to go on and are worth the time. Because they do have drive. They do have determination. If they want to make something happen, they can make it happen. And motivation might be one of the worst things to plague entrepreneurs. You know, we do have a hard time self-motivating, but you know, these guys, these guys will wake up in South Central LA with nothing and by noon have enough money to take, you know, to get whatever it is they need to get. Now, don't get me wrong. I know that the way they're going about it and that what they're doing is, is not desirable, let's just say, or illegal. But what the point is, they have the desire to do it and the drive to do it. And if they can just flip that and, and see a different perspective and focus that elsewhere, they can be incredibly successful. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. And it's almost like, you know, the more, the older I get and the more, as I have two dollars daughters in college now, and it's almost like we've, we've kind of, I'm at the point myself where this whole kind of 
notion that you and I were brought up, and I think it's completely uh, a dying kind of sham. I think when you and I were of college age uh, in the in the mid to late eighties, um, it was still kind of viable. But it's it's it, people are still bought into the fact that to be successful in this this country, by and large, the public seems to believe that you have to do that traditional route of getting that degree and everything else. And when and you're right. When I've met so many people who have, uh, from this show and and through our circles, who have had very rough lives, who've even been in prison, and they've they've flipped that energy on its head. I mean, we well, even look in the public eye. I mean, look at uh, guys like uh, you know uh, Sean Combs and and Jay Z and everything else. I mean, there these these are some people that have some great entrepreneurial skills. So I, I see what you're saying, and like the, some of these famous notorious gangsters were really just class a entrepreneurs just using it for using that energy in the wrong way that's right and they didn't you know you hear the term thrown around all the time he got out of the streets or got out of the ghetto or whatever you know he didn't just get out he didn't just get a bus ticket and it changed his whole life what he did is he changed his perspective he changed his, his hustle you know sean combs is a great example um for those listening that don't know who that is i'm talking about p diddy or puffy um you know, Sean delivered uh, newspapers for a long time when he was a kid. And what he would do is you had to be, I think, 16 and he was 13 and he couldn't have his own route. So what he'd do is he'd go to the kid that had the route and he'd say, look, give me 10 percent of what you're going to collect and I'll take and I'll deliver the papers. And he would do that route after route after route. So he owned all the routes, you know, right in instead of running around and trying to sell drugs that are just going to end up hurting him, hurting his family, hurting the system, hurting society, you know, he said, okay, let me see how I can apply these skills that I have to being successful. Right. You know, it's almost like people are bought into this notion that there's no way out except to that nefarious route. There's no shot, but I would, it seems to me, I think this is probably the best time to be alive on the planet. I've said it on the show many times in the last five years. I do think the opportunity is ripe. If, if there's any opportunity or time in the history of the planet to where you can make something of yourself, you can make a significant change and add significant value, uh, I think it's now. What do you think? I agree. I agree 100%. There's, there, there are no limits, and the rules... You know, people are, have we grow up, the people that are growing up now have seen Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, Richard Branson, all of these billionaires, not multimillionaires, billionaires come up from the garage, come up, you know, and then you see the guys that came up from the quote unquote streets, the Sean Combs, the Russell Simmons, um, Ryan Blair, you know, you see these other guys that are just incredible incredibly incredibly successful that what they did is they recognized and changed their perspective and changed their uh direction and that that's what it takes you're not trapped no one is trapped anywhere i think the thing that gets lost though is the amount of of how difficult i mean it it's possible but there's a tremendous amount of discipline and work involved and i think that's where some people would argue that well the criminal element doesn't deploy discipline and hard work, but it's actually the, the successful gangsters are some of the hardest working and more disciplined, um, um, what do I say, entrepreneurs out there, right? I mean, 
if you look at some of these examples of, of the ones who really were successful at what they did. Richard, I, it, I could argue, and I don't think it would be a weak argument, that over history, gangstapreneurs are some of the most successful entrepreneurs we've ever seen. You know, if we, let's just take the Italian mafia. I mean, that is an incredible, if, you, if we go through the numbers, we can't, it, it's unimaginable how long the longevity and the amount of, of revenue that that organization has generated. And then you, you can look at other, other uh, um, organizations and you can look at their brand strength. I mean, I can go to any country and show the Hells Angels jacket and somebody's, everybody will recognize it. And that's a hell of a brand, you know? And I mean, I really think that these, these, uh, this perspective shift uh, is vital. I agree with you, but then playing devil's advocate, but, but couldn't you argue and say, well, yeah, those brands were so successful, like the Italian mafia, but they also used a lot of uh, fear and intimidation and death to, to get to their means. And they also, their product was also illegal vices, which is almost an easier sell. How, what, what do you say to those two aspects of the gangsterpreneur life, you know, looking at the gangsterpreneurs? Well, remember, remember what I said, Richard. I, I, I recognize that what these guys are doing isn't the right way to go about it. Right. I'm talking about the motivation behind the, the willingness to do it. Right. You know, it's the Italian mafia's fear and intimidation. That translates directly into um, Apple marketing neon color glow pictures you know i mean mm -hmm. whatever whatever the tactic is you have to have that tactic and you have to recognize it you have to know how to use it right that that's what it's not the the, the actual acts i get that criminals and gangsters and gangsters um do things in in a less than desirable way <laughs> right almost always but what this, where, where we're coming at with, this, with the book and the perspective change is that they have the tools and the skills to also apply those right. to be successfully because that's how I'm doing it. Exactly. I apply my skills, the same skills they do, a different way. My branding isn't graffiti on the side of walls. My branding is done in Photoshop and placed in ads and so on and so on. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Yep, and you're right. And then, and that kind of mindset of being uh, ruthless, intimidating. It's again, it's using the powers for good instead of evil because it does take bold boldness, kind of um, a ruthlessness to stand up there and get your product known, get to be placed, to stand up there with confidence and say there is no one better than me. you know what I mean. There's no one better than me, and to stand up there with with that kind of um courageous candor i guess right but again it's yeah. just it's just it's uh, what are you using your powers for for good or for evil that's right yeah, yeah. i love it Go i ahead. love i love the idea i love i love the concept it'll be interesting to see particularly as you get start working with some of these inmates who are on her close to getting out um, what is the plan for that? That is very intriguing. Is is there any ideas of documenting this? Of kind of, uh, I get, it seemed like it'd be a lot of effort and a lot of resources to kind of to see that. But it would be interesting to see, uh, almost like in a reality type TV show or something that to to, to chronicle 
some of these inmates who are on the verge of getting out and seeing what happens to them? Actually, Richard, I'm actually in talks right now with uh, Smart Fem TV, their host on the C-Suite Network, um, on Roku, Google TV, and so on. Right. About exactly that, about going around like a reality show, kind of a Shark Tank meets uh, um, Sons of Anarchy, or yeah. a Shark Tank meets uh, Orange is the New Black kind of a thing. Um, so, yes, to answer your question, there is a bigger picture here. Uh, you know, originally I had wrestled with the idea of being branded as the gangstapreneur because I was like, well, I've never stepped in a jail. I don't know any, never lived on the streets. But if you take it from a, like the profit type of, uh, angle, I'm the guy that takes gangsters and turns them into entrepreneurs. Um, and so I've embraced that, um, so, yeah, there's a lot on the table. I hope to speak more on this topic. Uh, the TV show is, is being developed right now, um, and, and just it's in its infancy. So uh, that, that's happening, um, and we'll see where that goes. Uh, I did want to mention that um, Lydia Harris wrote the foreword for the book. Uh, those that don't know who Lydia Harris is, she co-founded uh, Death Row Records with Suge Knight. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, Yep, yep. She's the real cookie uh, lion from uh, Empire. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Lydia is who that character was based on. Um, so she did write the foreword for the book, and uh, and that's it. There's a lot of things happening. I'm. It's you can order it right now. It's available on Amazon uh, and on Barnes and Noble. The uh, ebook is available for Kindle, um, and that's it. You know. Um, I, I I think it's a great message. Like I said, I, I really, really firmly believe that uh, creating more entrepreneurs can change everything. Yeah, and I, w- I would also say, too, the book is really, I mean, even for myself, if I have a business or I'm interested in starting the business, it, it is a book that does tells me how to market, design, sell, distribute, talks about leadership. And, and there's a little bit of everything in the book, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's uh, Like I said, it's for a lot of audiences. Um, it's, it's a great entrepreneur book. It's not just about gangs. There's everything that needs to be talked about is talked about in there. I do, you know, I do bring in the fact that, Hey, this is how these guys are applying this skill that we all need to be using, whatever it is, leadership, you know, um, loyalty, like you said, um, you know, they, and, you know, that's another thing I would argue and it's in the book is, uh, you know, those are some of the most loyal, quote unquote, employees that you could ever have. I mean, you know, they're blood in, blood out, you right. know, kind of a thing. I mean, the whole Godfather uh, saga was around loyalty. Yeah. I mean, you can go on and on and on, whether it's Yakuza cutting their fingers off, you know. And I mean, <laughs> these guys understand loyalty. Yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, it's just uh, a matter of applying that towards you know the way we do well i think it's a great like i said i remember you and i talking about this a couple of years ago i thought it was an intriguing idea what's even more fun is to see how now that you've written it it's kind of taking on or at least it's feeding a different aspect that you two years ago had no idea that it would be going this direction so i think that's the fun part of it number one it's a business book it's a leadership book it's an entrepreneurship book um, but it seems like it could be a catalyst for 
giving people second chances. And that's something that originally you weren't thinking about. So that's what's fun and exciting to me. I, yeah, absolutely. It, it amazes me um, that these new things uh, present themselves. Um, you know what, Richard? I, I want to I wanna, uh, send you five books um, that you can kind of decide how to give them out. And if you want to have people do, uh, like you want to have a contest or something, and I'll have them all signed and I'll send those to you. That'd be great. Uh, yeah. Okay. And uh, other than that, like I said, they're available now. And uh, I'm hoping to be able to get out. I'd like to get to some colleges or inner city uh, schools or, or wherever, you know, that this message could be, uh, should be um, conveyed. I agree. And, you know, David, I'm a big fan of, of yours, obviously, and you've been a great friend over the past few years. And uh, I really appreciate you coming on the show. How can people get in touch with you to get in, in contact with you for speaking, for coaching, for training, uh, and also uh, about your book? How can people get in touch with you? All of it is on DevinWalker.com, D-E-V-I-N Walker.com. The book's there. Uh, there's a Gangsterpreneur website being put up right now, but it's already there on DevinWalker.com. Uh, you're able to reach me. You're able to book me. Everything is there. Devin, I appreciate it. Again, thanks for coming on the show, and uh, thanks for being a part of the Dose of Leadership Tribe. Thank you, Richard. Take care. I'll talk to you soon. Hey, thanks for tuning into the show. Go to richardryerson.com or doseofleadership.com and fill out the contact page and reach out to me. Let me know where you're at your leadership journey. Also, if you want access to my brand new online leadership course to help become a better leader, go to legacyleaderblueprint.com. Fill out your email and you gain access to a free 12-minute video that will reveal the top secrets of leadership and also show you how you can gain access, exclusive access, to my online leadership course. That's LegacyLeaderBlueprint.com. Hope to see you on the inside. Thanks for tuning into the show.